You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or... You call me Carl, and here on True Way Gaming, we talk about your gaming-related topics and answer your gaming-related questions. And before I begin this episode, I do wanted to sincerely apologize. Last week, uh, I did not uh, post an episode of True Way Gaming due to you know circumstance, uh, family, family situation. I mean, like this past weekend, I felt like my head was racing. There was, there was. There was just stuff happening, and unfortunately, it, it led to uh, a conflict in terms of my schedule that I could not, and I, I couldn't post an episode. And even I, I, on Twitter, I did post, "Oh yeah, there should be an episode tonight." Unfortunately, those plan I, I did plan that to post an episode that night. It just didn't uh, Friday night. I mean, I, and it just it did not happen. And I wanted to sincerely apologize. I do feel like in the channel I've done, like, you know, stuff, I mean, stuff does just happen, you know, even, you know, stuff happens when we don't expect it to, and the only thing, I I feel really bad about that is because I feel like with me personally, or, you know, on the show, I apologize for for that for a few times, you know, but again, I want to reassure you guys, like I always do, and, you know, I promise you that you know, consistency with the show, and, and me, you know, I, I love doing the show, I am dedicated to this, and I want to continue to put content out there, and yeah, I'm so sorry for you guys that were expecting a show, and it didn't show up, I apologize, uh, but again, I'm back with another episode, and I hope you enjoyed this topic, and thank you so much again for tuning in, and on this episode of True Way Gaming, I'll be talking about Tokyo Game Show 2021. It passed. It started, I think, September um, 30th and ended at October 3rd. And there was uh, quite a few announcements there on the show. Quite a few. Not uh, nothing like E3, so to speak. Um, but, you know, a few exciting announcements and stuff. And I, in other words, I just wanted to give my thoughts and actually point out some games that, um, well... You know, a few announcements. I saw 505 Games. They had a, their own little presentation. Literally with like six games. And then Microsoft actually had their own presentation for Tokyo Game Show. So I want to go over that as well. And just a couple of Square Enix's announcements as well. So I, I want to give my thoughts on that. I want to get right to it. And I think when I'm... F- I actually, I don't know where to start. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to start with 505 Games. I'm going to start with some of their announcements since it was very little. And... Um, yeah, you know, a little bit mixed, really. Um, so, yeah, so some of the announcements that, well, the games that they wanted to show off or talk about in their presentation, um, the first game was Re-Legend. Re-Legend, just in case you don't know, a quick summary, it's an online cooperative game. Uh, you can play up to, it's up to four players, and you could, like, build stuff, you could craft, farm, and, like, pet companions and stuff and also you could fight as well it's like a top-down view so to speak and i know this kind of genre is very very popular today especially with uh man is it called farmland 
I think there's a game called Farmland. It's pretty much like a farming simulator. It's cooperative, and you can pretty much live a life on there. It's sort of like a... I mean, I don't want to compare it to Animal Crossing in a sense, but sort of like Animal Crossing. And it's very... It's very popular, this genre. So, Re-Legend, I do like the graphical style. It reminds me of RPG style. And I'm not sure, honestly, if it could be played that way. Um, even though you could, like I mentioned, have, like, pet companions and your you know, your pets could, like, I, I think you could literally have, like, a like a little dinosaur or dragon as a pet and, and you could have it fight, um, fight things and, and you could fight yourself and you could literally, yeah, just farm build craft and stuff and it, it looks cool it looks cool not exactly my cup of tea to be honest but based on the trailer and even just some gameplay they actually did release some just gameplay videos out there it looks pretty fun it looks pretty fun and sorry by the way if you hear me uh, sniffle throughout the episode I, I, it's really i'm not sick or anything praise god for that uh it's just it's dusty and i think it's just my sinuses acting up today so please excuse me you know hearing you know me sniffing and stuff i do apologize for that advance um but yeah but that's re-legend and then the next game that 505 games want to talk about is rescue party live this one i actually am really excited i do want to play uh it, it's a it's a cooperative game again where uh you play as like um like everyday heroes like like firefighters i do also believe police officers and stuff and you pretty much solve puzzles and disasters that happen uh with friends and that's basically the best way i could explain it <laughs> um definitely if you look up the trailer which i do recommend and it looks just pretty fun you know um and you rescue people and stuff and there's also puzzles it's it's awesome um, I, I liked what I saw a lot, and I'm like, oh man, that game looks very fun. And I just like games like that too, that doesn't go for seriousness. I like to take a break with that once in a while, and just play a fun cooperative game with friends. And the cool is that cool thing about this game, it's also online, and I do believe local co-op as well. So that's a plus to me. That that's that's awesome. You know, especially you have buddies that come over, you get to play. You know, it's a game that you could toss on and have a good time and laugh you know very awesome so i, I was i was really when i saw it i'm like oh wait this is actually caught my attention <laughs> and really excited to play it and yeah can't wait for it to come out but the only thing is i didn't really hear anything about it or see anything um it coming out to the xbox platform i know it's coming out on steam but i'm not sure if it's coming out on xbox i hope it does because yeah i want to i want to play this it was really cool. I just love the art style too. Very like cartoonish and stuff. And then the third game they spoke about in 505 Games. They spoke about this game called Unturned. Now Unturned, it has an art style similar to Minecraft. You know, it's blocks and stuff. And what's really cool is an open world survival sandbox. It has online multiplayer. Or rather it is online multiplayer. And pretty much you're trying to survive. You know, there's guns in there. You get to slay zombies you know it's a survival world and then you also count other you know human players i do believe you could also fight them as well and you scavenge for clothes scavenge for supplies etc just in a minecraft world sense and that's really cool when i first saw it i'm like oh this looks really interesting i didn't jump on the game i think i saw it Actually, I don't remember it being on sale. I think that's why I haven't bought it. Because I was waiting for it to go on sale. And I think it never did. Because it looks interesting, but I didn't want to take a chance of wasting money and not enjoy it. And I don't. it's, it's weird. I guess it's, it's one of those games where, you know, I was interested in it. And I was like, oh, I got to check out reviews for it. 
but the thing is, I never did. <laughs> so every time I saw it, like for example, the Microsoft Store or PlayStation, I'm go, oh yeah, that's right. I'm curious about this game. You know, I gotta look up reviews. And, and again, I just, I just never did. So, um, but this game was showed off and more um, in this presentation. And I'm gonna be honest, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> it looks good, and I gotta remember to actually look up a, you know do some research on it, you know, but I, it does look good, and something that I probably would play with my friends, uh, it would be awesome if it came to Game Pass, because I know it is on Xbox, so if it's on Game Pass, hands down, I'm trying it, and I guess, I mean, subconsciously, that's probably something, what I'm waiting for, I'm probably waiting for it to go on Game Pass, to be honest, you know, but, yeah, so, Unturned, and then the fourth game is called Grow, Song of the Evertree, uh, this game is, I mean, how should I say? It's, it's, it's sort of like a Sims, to be honest. It's sort of like a Sims, uh, but you get to create your own community, uh, community. I said community, oh my goodness. <laughs> you get to create your own community. You get to, uh, build your own town, so to speak. You have to keep your town happy. So other people may, um, uh, so you could please other people to live in your town. You could also, you know, yeah, build shops, shop for clothes and customize your character so to speak and you know it's it's a nice game the art style very interesting and you know not again not my cup of tea but if that's your thing then you know it was it was something that i was like oh that's cool i actually know a couple of people that would be interested in the game and yeah you know it, it, it was cool to see but nothing like oh man i gotta play this right now <laughs> uh and in the next two games that they announced um to be honest i hope i, I pronounced his name correctly uh, so games five and six, it's called, um, Eduden, Eduden Chronicle. Um, there's like two different games with that same name. So Eduden Chronicle Ryzen, which comes out in 2022. So next year, um, and then, um, hundred heroes and that comes out in 2023. What's really cool about these games is that they're JRPGs. And the art style for both of them are gorgeous, especially 100 Heroes and, and um, Ryzen. Actually, Ryzen, it looks like a... It reminds me of a... It, how should I say? The, the, it's pixel art. It reminds me of like a Game Boy Advance game, sort of speak, but the graphics are more... How should I say? Enhanced than that. You know, it has... It just has a charm to it. There's just, it's just a special... 2d charm to it and i'm just like oh man like i really want to play that the combat system is like a traditional i think uh uh 3v3 kind of style battle i think it's take turn battles if i'm not mistaken but it reminds me of again the old final fantasy games that i used to play with my brother um chrono cross and stuff i really like you know, when i saw i was like man i can't wait to play that and it's actually both of these games are going to show up day one to xbox game pass and then the yeah the 100 heroes one um the graphics are, I think it's still 2D, but it's more, how should I say, man, what's the name of that game? Tales of some, I don't know how to describe it, but it's sort of like a cartoon slash anime slash 2D slash kind of, it, it, it's really cool. It, it just looks really cool. I don't know how to, I know I'm really lacking in terms of my description today. Please forgive me guys. Uh, but I do highly recommend researching these two games. Again, it's it's EU Den, so E I U Y U D E N Chronicle. You know, Rising and then a hundred heroes. Highly recommend these. Well, checking these two games out, they look good, 
and I can't wait f- for them to come on Game Pass. I'm definitely going to try both of these games, and oh man, those are really cool. Um, yeah, so, and these this pretty much was the 505 Games um, presentation. They were also celebrating, I do believe, what, 15 years, I, I think it was. They were celebrating an anniversary, which is really cool. Uh, and again, they have so much game studios underneath their belt. I do believe Remedy Games um, is underneath their belt. And I found this kind of strange too. I find this kind of strange because Remedy, they this year, 2021, they were celebrating their 20th anniversary for Max Payne, which, oh my goodness, I feel old. But yeah, 20 years, you know, uh, Max Payne and... It's sad to see, you know, oh, it's 20 years, but they never did a remaster. They never did, um, uh, yeah, they never did, like, a, a remake or a remaster for the Xbox One and PS4. And, you know, for ninth, well, we're in the ninth gen, but they never did a remaster for 8th gen and 7th gen. And I thought that was really, really strange. Especially this 20th anniversary, and they're celebrating it. And I know they recently, I do believe they recently got purchased buy 505 games and i really hope that 505 games acknowledges okay this is your 20th anniversary and you know what we're gonna publish you know a remaster because i i think to my knowledge and you know i gotta do more research on this but i do believe because i know rockstar has always been a publisher of max Payne, and i do believe remedy owns the, the max Payne ip i'm not sure if if they, I probably said in a previous episode, I've not, there's some confusion. I think they sold their Max Payne IP to Rockstar, and that's why Rock, um, Max Payne 3 was developed and published by Rockstar Games. So I think it's a good chance Rockstar probably owns the IP. Uh, but then I, I think I was looking at something, and I think that, um, that Remedy owns the IP still. It's just they gave Rockstar the okay to pretty much just fully developed and you know published so yeah a little strange but i hope remedy still owns it because if they do uh, own it and then, you know they're under a new publisher 505 games they, they have that backing i hope they would really consider remaking the trilogy remastering or remaking i would just be happy to remaster if they literally just took the three games made them 1080p 60 frames on current gen i'll be happy and they did no graphical enhancements. Oh, I'll, I don't care. I'll, I'll be happy. I just want to play that on modern consoles, you know. And yeah, it, it's I want that. So, five hundred five games. If you're listening, please. So you know, back this, you know. And yeah, so that's five hundred five games now. So, oh, drop my pen. Sorry if you heard that. So, and the next game show. Uh, Tokyo Game Show, the other stream that I wanted to talk about was Xbox. Xbox actually had their own presentation for Tokyo Game Show. And it, I mean, it was really cool to watch. It was really, it was really cool seeing, um, you know, Phil Spencer go on stage. And Little J, he was like, yo, like, Konnichiwa, what's going on, homies? My name is Phil Spencer. Not he didn't say it like that, but it was really awesome. You know, he was like, you know, my name is Phil Spencer. Otogato. You know, a bungee! No, <laughs> I'm just kidding, he didn't do that. No, but, he, you know, he was breaking out some Japanese. My man was like, you know, Okay, I really gotta stop playing. I'm sorry. I saw anime last night, and, you know, and seeing this, it was just like, it was awesome. But, um, yeah, but Phil Spencer, he, you know, and some of the other people on the stream, you know, they broke down a little Japanese and said, oh, I'm so-and-so, and, you know, whatever. 
And it, it was really cool to see. I never saw Phil Spencer uh, speak, you know, words or two words of, of Japanese before. You know, especially he did a whole interview. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was somebody translating in his ear because he literally um, interviewed. Uh, I forgot this this developer's name, but he is pretty much the director at Tango Games which is the developers that developed the Evil Within 1 and 2. This guy, though, he was the game director of Evil Within 1 and 2, and he also, I do believe, um, directed a few Resident Evil games, or rather the creator. And, yeah, it, it was it was awesome to see him. It, it was a little weird, too, in the, in the interview. I don't know if my man looks older or he's younger like literally he looks young the only thing that looks old is his, his beard like it was like gray but yeah he had a youthful face it was just i don't know he found the fountain of youth i don't know what's going on with that but <laughs> no but it was cool it was, it was funny because phil spencer was speaking english but my man was talking in japanese um the dude that he was interviewing and there was no subtitles so you know he was like we should go to no 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 you know he, there was no subtitles and nothing like that you know and so you're sort of just sitting there looking at phil spencer him <laughs> you know listening and laughing i'm like oh, okay oh, he's, he's either he's really understanding this fluent japanese or there's a translator making him laugh or something i don't know because he, he was like laughing at some of the times too and vice versa it was really cool but anyway get <laughs> get off topic here i was just, i don't know why i was so amazed which is that little segment but yeah because i want to know what he says you know there's this developer is very very talented i think he literally he's on legendary status I, I would dare to even say um i mean you know people don't really how should i say people don't really acknowledge him like hiroko kojima uh, hiro kojima i think i'm butchering his name please forgive me but you know who whose name i'm trying to say i don't think he's on that um how should i say no renowned you know name but he is a legendary developer, you know, the one, especially him giving us Resident Evil. So yeah, it was it was really cool to see, and just Microsoft pretty much what they announced was it was really cool. They they announced that um, they have they they're supporting over like a hundred developer studios, Japanese developers, um, and, and indie developers to come out with content on the Xbox platform, which is really awesome. It's really awesome, and you know I'm sure. Well, I'm just going to speak about me, but I know other people too. One thing about Xbox over the years that, you know, and I'm talking about like over a decade that we really felt like it was lacking on the Xbox platform was a support of Japanese studios. You know, like Sony, for example, off the bat. I remember, uh, I mean, again, they, they have like Final Fantasy, all that stuff. Like, you know, you had like Final Fantasy 7 and um, I'm going the PlayStation 1, you know, Chrono Cross. Even on the PlayStation 1, the the original xbox wasn't out you know the original xbox came out in 2000 or 2001 and you know but but even then we just didn't see a whole lot of support from japanese studios like for example uh with um atlas you know, made samurai western you know persona etc they released all their content on playstation you know so it's you know microsoft has to start somewhere and i already know with last holiday in 2020 with Game Pass, they brought the whole Yakuza series on the Xbox Game Pass. That's amazing. They have uh, Nier Automata. Automata, excuse me. 
um, you know, other PlayStation platform. Technically, they own uh, a Japanese studio, Tango Games. It's it's a Beth, you know, it was under Bethesda. They own Bethesda on all their IPs and, and properties. Tango Games is one of them. So technically, you know, Microsoft does own a Japanese studio. That's why, hence, he had an interview with with the main man himself. And you know, it, it was cool. They had to start somewhere, but. You see it growing. And a matter of fact, one announcement that really had my jaw drop, I, I didn't know it was coming to Xbox, was Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. When that was announced that it's coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, my jaw dropped to the ground. I was like, what? Oh, it's not, I, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was exclusively for a PlayStation platform, PlayStation 5 and 4. Well, at first, I thought it was just PS5. I thought... I saw something that it was going to be exclusive, and then um, this trailer uh, that recently came out, it showed PS5, PS4, and then Xbox Series X and S, and then Xbox One, and I'm just really amped about that. I was I was like, oh man, because to me, that's a day one purchase, and this game, again, looks good. Oh my goodness, if you have not seen the trailer, please guys, you got to check out the trailer. I'm talking about everything from the graphical fidelity of this game. The, the combat looks outstanding, and... Come on, we're getting another Final Fantasy game on the Xbox platform, and it just it just looks epic. And and, and also the game a new gameplay demo is coming and it's gonna have some multiplayer features on it as well, which I'm really excited for. Hopefully it's co-op, and yeah, just seeing them fight that boss. I think Chaos or something, not the Sonic Adventure one, <laughs> but it's another dude. I think he's like Chaos, and it's like a Dark Knight looking dude. He looks crazy, and it just everything about this game just. Looks amazing. So, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, coming to Xbox platform. I'm like, yes. I was so amped to see that. I think out of literally the whole Tokyo Game Show, this was my most excited announcement. And I was actually one of Square Enix announcement that, that caught my eye. Um, and I'll talk about the second announcement from Square Enix in a few moments here. Uh, but pretty much on Xbox, they, they were pretty much, yeah, said about 100, over 100 developers, any developers are supporting. And then also, they're also also I mean, also I mean no sense. They're also gonna. Um, they also there you go. That's what it was. They also um, confirmed that, for example, their game, their upcoming game called Redfall, and games like Starfield, um, they are going to support native Japanese voice acting. They're they're. Um, they will have Japanese um, dialogue in it, which is awesome. And I can't forget, especially they showed a little bit of the Redfall, where that game you're 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 pretty much defending a, a small town from a vampire invasion, I guess. Um, you saw literally a you know a, a dude walking with a gun. It was really cool. He was like, "Who do die?" And then he like he shot his rifle, right? And then you saw the four like dudes like walking, or you know, two females, two guys, and the females like, "How do you say that?" Like it was really cool to see them. <laughs> it was really cool, really dope to see them uh, talking Japanese, and I, I I can't front seeing that, just that trailer. I don't know what they're saying, but I'm like, yo, I, I think when I play the game, I'm probably gonna switch over to the Japanese voice and just play with subtitles. I don't know. It, it, there, there's a based on what I saw, it, it just it, it just looked epic, you know, like it it just I don't know. It, it looked epic, and the way their voices were, all of them, I was like, man, like that game looks good and it sounds good with Japanese audio you know, I can't front and in Starfield that's going to be very interesting because they said that game alone has over 300 voice actors and has I forgot the number of dialogues all I know is a high number of dialogues like 13 
thousand, I think, or one hundred thirty thousand. One of those numbers. I don't know, some number. So it, it's going to be a lot. So that that was cool that Xbox is saying, "Hey, on stage, we want we we we're supporting and 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 trying to expand in the Japanese space, you know, in Asia, and you know we are supporting Japanese voices in our games and." Um, Japanese Japanese studios, you know, we want to expand in that culture, and that's awesome. I really think that's awesome, and better late than never. To me, they should have done that a while back, but you know what? Better late than never, and I hope that Xbox continues to grow there, you know, especially with Dragon Quest coming onto the platform as well. Just so many Japanese studios, and, and it's awesome. And, you know, I, I take my hat off to Microsoft for doing that, you know. And actually announcing that um, Xbox Game Cloud and Game Pass Ultimate, in other words, is coming to uh, Japan, you know, in Asia and other territories, which is really, really cool. So now they get to stream their games on mobile devices and computers, etc. And Microsoft is really going hard on Game Pass, like really, really going hard. I, I don't know if they're making a profit at all yet. But they're expanding, they're adding more, they're making some heavy promises with the service. And obviously succeeding, it's doing well. I, I, I'm i enjoying Game Pass Ultimate, I really am. You know, I got Game Pass, I think, for like two years or so. I'm straight. And, you know, it's, it's just cool. I just hope it continues to grow. And I hope that, uh, especially just, look how much money you save uh, on Game Pass, you know, I mean, still, I still prefer, I mean, I don't want to get into that topic, but you know me, I still prefer all my games physically and, and to actually own them, but Game Pass is really good if you're on a tight budget and you want to try a game before you buy it, Game Pass is not, it's an outstanding deal, especially how affordable it is, so yeah, it's really good, and then announcement that they just showed on the show was, uh, you know, they showed off like Ghost Runner, uh, the Xbox Series X version, you know, it's coming to the platform really soon, I think this holiday, King of Fighters, I was actually really happy that this was announced because King of Fighters, it's on PlayStation 4. It's been on for a while. Um, I think they just released uh, like an Ultimate Edition, so to speak. It brings all the DLC characters and uh, costumes, etc. Um, for PlayStation 4. But it's cool that we're actually getting it on an Xbox platform because it was a PlayStation exclusive for a while. So when this announced, I was like, oh man, because I love King of Fighters. Me, I'm a big fan of fighting games. I love, you know, uh, King of Fighters, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Tekken, etc. I, I, I love fighting games. And to receive this on an Xbox platform, super duper happy. Um, another game that they showed off, um, or, or, or showed a trailer, I should say. Not showed off necessarily. Um, and this was shown off, I think, at Gamescom. Was Craftopia? And it's a games with preview. They show the trailer that they updated the graphics. And it reminds me sort of like Breath of the Wild, so to speak, slash Monster Hunter. And it's just a gorgeous game, and it looks fun as well. And I can't wait to try that. You know, it's on Game Pass. I'm definitely going to try that. Got to make the time for it. But looking at the trailer, I was watching with my sister, and she was like, oh, wow, that looks good. You know, so we're both really excited about that. And then they also showed off Unsold. Um, un yeah, Unsold. So not Dark Souls, not sold but unsold uh <laughs> it's really cool it's like a 2d um hack and slash game looks really really cool as well um i was like oh man i, I gotta check that out that looks fun internal return when i was like oh man it's okay it's an anime game i wonder if it's gonna be a jrpg and then when the trailer showed and it actually got to, when it got to the gameplay i was like oh man like 
it showed like it was like a top down perspective, so to speak. And I just, I don't know. Obviously, obviously, it's my opinion. Oh, sorry, my thing fell on the mic. Obviously, it's my opinion, but I, I really do feel that, you know, and I'm sure other people say this too, like, I personally feel that the gaming industry is, is there's so many games that are from a top-down perspective. You know what I mean? Like it, like I'm not talking about twin stick shooters or anything, but from a top-down perspective, and like I feel like there's so many RTSs out there. I feel like there's so much more RTSs and just top-down adventure games. Like I feel like there's oversaturation in the market of those games, more than first-person shooters, more than racing games, more than third-person shooters. I feel like there's just so much top-down action adventure or RPG games and and just yeah you know and RTSs. So in other words, I feel a little fatigued. So when I see another game that looks like a cool idea, like for example the Warhammer games, and it shows a trailer and then it shows from the you know the, the bird eye view and you know, RTS or just a bird out of view. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like it was a good idea. I'll be excited. And then when soon they show, they show the gameplay, I'm like, oh, but there's so many games like it, you know? And of course, there's always, that's just my opinion. And I understand that there's going to be a counter argument. The same thing could be said for, you know, third-person shooters, you know, racing games and etc. But literally, there, I feel like there is, Whatever, how many third-person shooters are there, or first-person shooters, or RPG games, just, you know, like, over-the-shoulder, etc. Like, I feel like there's ten times more RTSs and top-down action-adventure RPG games from that perspective than any category you can name. Yeah, like, literally. Like, there's just so much. But, okay, that's enough of me ranting. That's enough of me being negative about it. I'm sorry coming back so in other words with eternal return you know the characters look cool and you know but when they saw that top down view and it's i don't i think it's a battle royale kind of game and you know i was like oh okay that that's that's nice you know they're they're trying something new you know kind of but <laughs> but if that interests you if you liked it that is that is awesome i hope when it comes out whenever it does and it's coming to xbox i hope you enjoy it and that's amazing you know and yeah and uh oh mike goose oh my goodness mike goose reminds me of Condra and like metal slog like i am so excited for that like literally it, it, you know it's, it's a funny concept right mike goose like literally you play as a goose in a mech and you're just like it's a shoot 'em up right but it just with the trailer though it looks so epic and it looks so much fun especially like i mentioned i used to play metal slug with my brother and those are just memories of forever trash you know and I love it. It also Contra as well. And so I was like, man, I got to play this game as well. And and they also showed off uh, The Good Life, which is a small town detective thriller. You know, you play as some detective, something happens and, you know, you, you investigate. You, know, you also get to, I do believe, like shop for clothes, shop for other stuff. And, you know, it, it looks cool. It, look, it looks like a cool in the game. And, um, you know, it's cool. And <laughs> at an RPG time. Which is, I, I I can't front this game. I'm I'm super like psyched for you know it's especially it's the fact that it's coming to Xbox, and it's it's like a school themed, um. How should I say? So you're like you're sort of like in a school environment, but the thing is, you play the game on a on a handheld. Like it's a little weird. So like it's it's 
I guess you're playing as a kid that's playing on a handheld, and you're playing on the handheld screen. So you're playing on the Xbox, but you're playing in the Xbox, like, <laughs> on the Xbox, but the game, you're playing on a handheld, and it's, you know, you're playing an RPG, sort of like game, and it's actually, I think, multiple games in one. And it was really cool, because the art style is sort of like pen and ink uh, kind of style, and, and it's cool, like, you know, around the rims, you see, it's like, you know, school, you hear, like, kids talking, whatever like that, but you're playing... Um, you're playing essentially a game on your desk. And I think later on in the game, you just see like a drawing on your desk and you're playing the adventure on your desk. Like the whole level layout is on the desk. It, it, I know it sounds so weird and I'm probably really butchering the description of this. But if you were just to go on YouTube and type in RPG time, you know, Xbox trailer or Xbox gameplay, you're going to see what I'm talking about. It's going to make complete sense. And it looks unique. And I like that. I really love unique games like this. Games that are developers that think really outside the box. And this game, I think, is a true example of that. And it's... I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. I do believe it's coming to Game Pass. I can't wait to get my hands on it. So they showed off that. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait. I really can't wait. And it's also cool that... Again, showing their support for Japanese studios or developers, per se. Um, another thing that they announced, uh, it's been out for a little while now, um, Scarlet Nexus is on Game Pass as well. And it, it, it was just cool to see the Tokyo Game Show Xbox live stream. It was, it was cool that pretty much they they didn't have uh, like a stunning lineup to show or anything like that. And I don't think it, it was really about that. It was mostly about, hey, you know, we are... We, we're pretty much, we're doing this event to let you guys know, you know, the Japan audience, we want to expand more and, and, and invite you guys to play on our platform and we're supporting Japanese studios where Japanese studios are making games on our platform, come and play, you know, and that, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome. And it was short and sweet and it was, it was really cool. And also just the, I guess the grand announcement was that you get to, you know, game on the cloud. Game Pass uh, Ultimate is in now in Japan, which is pretty much awesome. Which is, is awesome. It's it's spreading, doing good. So, yeah, these were announcements that I was excited for at Tokyo Game Show. Um, oh, and the second one, before I forget, I don't want to sound like I'm all over the place now, but uh, another game from uh, Square Enix, they announced, it's not on Xbox, but, or, I mean, well, it is on Xbox, this game, but they did announce me where... They announced that the Kingdom Hearts series is going to be on the Nintendo Switch. So, that's the good news. Like, yay! Kingdom Hearts series can now play be, be played portably on a Switch or in dock mode. Awesome. The bad news is they're cloud versions. So, I find it very odd that they will go that route. Meaning that Kingdom Hearts was played natively on the Nintendo DS before with 358 slash two days and then also uh birth by sleep and it's just weird that and again uh you know I agree with uh spawn wave with this point I remember uh, he made a, he made a good point in this one I truly believe that they went the cloud version route because Square Enix probably didn't want to invest millions of dollars for developers to optimize Kingdom Hearts, the whole series, on the Nintendo Switch. It was probably, they had to spend less money, well, well I think it is, they had to, you know, it was less, significantly less money just to 
invest in them creating cloud versions um, on the Nintendo Switch and just have people stream it. Because Nintendo uh, Kingdom Hearts did release on a PlayStation 3. And, um, you know, yeah, they, natively on a PlayStation 3, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts, uh, pretty much the 1.5 and 2.5 uh, remakes, I think. Those were on the PS3 natively. And I remember seeing an interview in GameSpot, what GameSpot, I think, and they had uh, a developer was discussing that they lost pretty much the source code, I think, of the PlayStation 2 version. So they literally had to redo everything from scratch. They had to redo, uh, build everything uh, from the ground up and, 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 and you know, port it on to, the, to to order to be ported onto the to PS3. And, you know, that took a lot of money for them to do. Disney has it, you know, it's their IP. Uh, but it took millions. So, yeah. And, um, well, Square Enix IP. So it, it took a lot of money for them to do that. They did it again on the PS4, and yeah, <laughs> and uh, oh, and also on the Xbox, um, and Xbox One, they also did it as well. So, but but that's, but that's a counterpoint as well too, because they did it on the Xbox One. They released it only digitally. They didn't make any physical copies. It's only released digitally. One point five, two point five remix, and, and Kingdom Hearts three was natively on the Xbox One. So it is a little weird that they didn't port it natively onto the switch uh but instead make cloud versions and i, I don't know you know it's a little weird situation i'm not gonna go back and forth all day but it, it sucks because them recently releasing cloud versions obviously the game literally it's it's up to your internet of how good the experience would be if you have a strong internet and the wireless networking adapter on the switch already is not all that and you know and 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 yeah, and let's say if, I don't know, your internet go, goes out, and or let's say Nintendo's online, let's say the Nintendo service got shut down, or, again, you would lose, because you, know, you, you have to pay to access these games, the cloud version. So, essentially, when Nintendo, which they have done plenty of times, they shut down their service, right? Um, oh, give me a second. Sorry about that, I had a sneeze, <laughs> so I had a mute the microphone and then sneeze but anyway uh so um what i was saying was um oh so yeah they, they shut down the servers um you know they say you paid 40 bucks for the collection shut down the servers or just, whatever reason your internet not working you have no access to the games you know so yeah, you're literally paying to play short term. So it will be different. Let's say Nintendo, they released their own Nintendo uh, um, Xbox Game Pass. I mean, and Nintendo did Nintendo Game Pass, whatever. And, you know, they have all these cloud versions on there because they have they're doing that with Dying Light 2. They're having uh, they're doing that with uh, um, a Plague's Tale, in a sense, where it's a cloud version and it doesn't play natively and a few other titles. That on the Switch, there's there's a cloud version on that, and you know the the reason I, I mean, you know, because I think I discussed briefly about this on a previous episode of True Way Gaming, where um, Modovich's gamer actually on his YouTube channel he went r- real in depth with it because I think Nintendo Switch only has like two gigabytes of RAM that's usable to the developer, or you know maybe four gigs, and 
Yeah, that's that's not a lot. That's not a lot. And so literally with the the Witcher three uh, game, how they ported that to the Switch, literally the developers confirmed that they spent over a year, over a year, literally just optimizing the game to run on the Switch. So compressing the files, downsi- downsizing. Literally, they took a whole year just doing that, just to get the game running on the Nintendo Switch. And, you know, it sucks. And, and that's why there was also a, a massive disappointment with this Nintendo Switch OLED, which came out because they didn't change anything internally. They didn't change the, the, the hardware itself. They didn't up the gig of RAM. They didn't up the the, the storage period, you know. Um, well, I mean, yeah, the storage, but I'm talking about the memory in terms of the GPU and stuff. And they didn't update any of that. So, literally, the more games that they, the games going forward... You know, we have more, how should I say, technology, 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 oh my goodness, I can't talk, <laughs> technological advanced games, I butchered that word so bad, please forgive me guys, um, as games get more complex, and, you know, continue to push boundaries in terms of development, um, whether it's graphics and, and just scope and span or whatever, um, you know, for the Series X, PS4 stuff, if they want to port over Switch, we're going to see more, as we already are, we're going to see more and more cloud versions come to the Switch because it's it's easier and less resources being spent for the game developers to develop their games on Nintendo Switch. Um, it's easier for them just to make a cloud version of those games rather than optimizing and spending crazy amount of time optimizing for the Nintendo Switch. You get what I mean? And in other words, we're gonna see, I think we're literally within a year... And, and going forward, if we don't see a, a, a native uh, a Switch Pro where, I'm not saying 4K enabled, but, you know, up the GPU um, and RAM, you know, we're, we're going to continue to see more developers turn to cloud versions of their games on Nintendo Switch than native builds. And that I don't like. <laughs> Especially this, the, the amazing charm of the switch the fact that's hybrid you could play it dock and, and play it on your big screen and also play it portable and have it a game on a game cartridge like you know just it's awesome you know to to access triple a games and play them um you know portable it's just it's, it's awesome and literally if we're getting more cloud versions of these games uh, third party we you know it's like at this point why not just get a steam deck then where you could play native PC ports of games, but natively in, in handheld. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it sort of goes like, okay, why? You know, the Switch is cheaper. I get that, but it's like, if they're gonna continue to release cloud versions, why would I continue to buy games on a Switch, stream them when I could just buy them on Steam, and I could just invest in a Steam Deck and play them natively on a Steam Deck, and they're gonna run and look better than the cloud versions. You, you get what I'm saying? So, Nintendo, I hope they are figuring out, man, okay, we, we gotta do something. We have to do something. And I know, especially this current time, 2021, in October, you know, we, we're still in a ship shortage, uh, sh- chip, excuse me, shortage, and other stuff. You know, it's, I understand it's not that easy, but Nintendo has to figure out something. And, you know, I, I, I they, they need to release a more beefier machine soon. Especially the fact that Steam Deck is coming real soon as well. That's going to be a competitor, and I hope it's very successful. And I hope Steam Deck actually sells millions, and it makes Nintendo think, wow, we 
shall listen to our fans, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, not getting off topic. So, going back to Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, and, and Tokyo Game Show, that's that's pretty much all the announcements that really caught my eye. I know there was a few more that I'm missing. Um, I think I could be here for a while just talking about those announcements. And But but these were the announcements that caught my eye, especially with Xbox and uh, 505 games. It was um, it was nice. And especially with 505 games, I feel like with them mostly, it was like, you know, Tokyo Game Show is coming up. We have to announce something. So let's pick these five games and talk about it. You know, it wasn't like, all right, let's knock this show out the park. You know, and that's what I pretty much felt like I got throughout the whole show of, of Tokyo Game Show. And, you know... Some, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but then again, it's like, oh, okay, that was nice, I guess. It's another gaming event, and, you know, awesome. And also, to reassure us, some games that are coming out for this holidays. Oh, another game I forgot that Microsoft showed on their thing was Back for Blood. Happy, excited about that. Um, October 12th. They want a Game Pass. I am ready. I am ready to dive in that. I'm actually going to be streaming that. And... Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Can't wait for that and actually play with my buddies and get on that. It's going to be a, a blessed time. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it for this episode of Chewy Gaming. That's That was my thoughts on Tokyo Game Show. That's all, you know, my thoughts and my review. Um, overall, it's it, it was okay. It was good. 505 games, it was like a 5 out of 10 for me. Or, you know, no, no. no. I'll, I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10 because, uh, again, the... Uh, the Chronicles games, like, like I mentioned, um, Rise and Hundred Heroes, and and you know it, it was it was gonna have just a small six game library they announced pretty much, and then also Xbox, uh, you know it just it, it was it was a a seven out of ten for me seven out of ten, it, it was I nothing too special but it was uh, exciting to see just hey. We're expanding on our on the Japanese territory. We're expanding, you know. So it was really cool to see that. So, yeah, that's overall my thoughts and reviews of Tokyo Game Show. Um, if you have any questions and or topics you want me to talk here or address, or discuss here on the show, you could send me an email at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Make sure you write your name so I could properly address you here on the show and also on the subject bar, don't forget to write question. Um, and hopefully your question and our topic will be featured on the next episode. And then uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I will leave the Twitter uh, Twitter name on at uh, Chue Gaming, you know, and also you can see the, the, the link, oh my goodness, <laughs> in the description bar. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it, guys. Thank you so very much again for blessing me with your time. Thank you so much for your support. Stay tuned. I know it's taking me a really just busy with other stuff. And, um, you know, I'm going to have a Patreon here soon. I'll link that in the description when that happens. And, you know, if you want to support me further, you know, you can check that out. And again, just thank you so very much for blessing me with your time um, and tuning in this episode. I love you guys. God bless you. Jesus loves you. My name is One Way Soldier. And this is the end of my transmission. Beautiful.